This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. So yesterday uh, or last night, I guess uh, more specifically, an unidentified anti-Trump protester set himself on fire uh, to protest Donald Trump being president. What a what a good idea, man! That that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Because if you set yourself on fire. Uh, I mean, that's got to overturn the presidency, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Am I right? Yes. yes. Anytime you're right. against something and mm-hmm. you set yourself on fire, that, that something goes stops. away, yes. except for n- not. It doesn't make any difference to anybody. Go ahead and set yourself on fire, burn yourself to ash. In fact, some people oh, would probably I... say, hey, look, there's somebody that set themselves on fire. Let's watch him burn. Let's watch him burn because what a moron. That's thinning of the herd. I, I oh, mean, I totally disagree with this. Do you? Um, yeah, totally. Mm. Um, in fact, Jeffy, I think if you tried it, it would make a, a big you know. <laughs> it would make a big difference uh, for whatever issue is important to you. But he's um, because it would be you, such a large fire if he set himself on fire. He would have to do it so far out in the middle of Texas that, uh, you know, otherwise you burn down the state. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? a good point. You know what I mean? I mean, they do it in the desert every year at Burning Man. Why don't we just use Jeffy? No, it's much bigger. Well, because that's well, be I mean, much bigger. You're, you're talking much about bigger. a much bigger scale here. There's too many people out there, Jeffy. It would be too many people put in danger. <laughs> I think maybe like a nuclear test site would be a good, a good maybe, place for you. right. To, yeah, um, right. To, for you to do. Uh, no matter where, we should do it. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Right. Although, I mean, I guess people burning themselves alive. You know, Glenn always credits the beginning of the uh, Arab yeah. Spring with that guy in Tunisia. Guy in Tunisia. Doing it. But, but he had a little more commitment than yes, this, he did. This Trump guy, because the anti-Trump guy had fire going up his back and immediately laid down on the ground and put himself out. Now, uh, now yeah. come no on, commitment. man. If you're gonna do it, do it. Right? Right, Jeffy. Yeah. Right? Right, Jeffy. Right. Do it. Do it. Uh, right. Yeah, so, but I mean, if you're going to set yourself on fire, I mean, that would you end up 
Yeah, you, you, should, you should give it a shot. Would. Show that you're more dedicated than these people, you know? Show that you have the commitment of somebody from the Middle East. Show that. Mm-hmm. Show that Americans not are around, just as brave. Not around us, though. No, but there's I also, mean, like uh, I said, out in the middle of Texas. Scientists <laughs> believe there's a lot of combustible fumes uh, inside of Jeffy that we <laughs> right. may not want to escape during a fire, so you really need to be far away. I mean, there's a lot of safety tips involved in that whole thing, but... Uh, so, reporter Shamari Stone of the NBC affiliate in New York went up to the guy and said, Hey, um, what happened? Why'd you do that? <laughs> the guy said, Because we have a dictator who's been elected. Well, that fixed it. I mean, you had fire rolling up your back. Now we have to remove him from the presidency. I mean, what do you expect that to... Because you brought, uh, what, a little publicity to the fact that you don't like Donald Trump? The, what did that do to anybody or for anyone? Or how did that help your cause or, or further the movement in any way? It's, it's so incredibly stupid. I, I, I mean, I, you would think Americans would be a little bit beyond that, wouldn't you? You know what? Most of them are. Um, you occasionally get I would have your... thought that all 330 million of us are beyond that. Well, I, mean, I know Setting that's, themselves I... on fire. I know that's not true because you work with Jeffy and you know well, that's, anything. Mm-hmm. Any, there's always a bottom of the barrel, you know? There's always somebody mm-hmm. who just, uh, mm-hmm. ugh. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Witnesses described how he yelled Trump several times <laughs> as flames ran up his back before laying down on the street. Yeah. Trump! 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 While your back is on fire. So bizarre. And also, I think moderately more effective if you let him actually be a crappy president before you do it. Like, I mean, at least let him take office first. Yeah, let him take office and like do something wrong. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. He's still all he says is appoint a few people. Right. Um, And even that, it's not really technically his doing, really. I mean, it's a you know he is not president yet. He's not president. Um, Let the guy be president. You know, you got to give him a chance. Now you tell this guy. Why didn't you tell him that yesterday? You could have saved I, him all this trouble. I didn't know he existed yeah. yesterday. Wow, you are insensitive. Maybe you should open up your eyes and look around a little bit. See some of these <laughs> protesters are out there. You I'm know sure, what I, mean? I knew there were protesters <laughs> out there. I just didn't know this guy was going to burn himself to death or burn himself to moderate to, to hurt. discomfort. Burn himself to uh, a little pain. Yeah. Uh, so he did. I guess he did receive some burns. They took him to the hospital, uh, and but he's he's fine. He wasn't wasn't even arrested. You can yeah. set fires outside of Trump Plaza <laughs> and not be arrested. He wasn't even arrested. That's wasn't amazing. even arrested. Are you kidding me? I mean, no. I'm not for arresting people, first of all. But <laughs> right. I mean, they didn't take him to you know floor three of uh, the hospital. They did not. They did not. Okay. Crazy. Hmm. He, uh, he is, and, and that's why you should go to floor three. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, last night on uh, History, uh, Glenn had a really fascinating uh, segment about Steve Jobs, John Lasseter, and Pixar. Uh, just a, a, a fun story here, so look. This episode is a little different. This episode is not one guy's story. This is two men's stories. A story about a guy who tried to get me fired at Fox. Um, said I was the most dangerous man in America and had to be stopped. Pretty powerful guy. And another guy who wears tennis shoes and Hawaiian shirts and is everything I ever wanted to be when I grew up. 
Steve Jobs, John Lasseter, their story. You know, I watched this. I watched the story of Steve Jobs. I've watched all the movies and I've read his books and yada yada. He's a genius, but I don't know how this guy is one of the most liked guys in the universe. I don't know how he, how his company, is known as the greatest, most universal anti-capitalist, green artist kind of love everybody computer company. First of all, any company that makes their cords this long, there's something wrong with that company. Something seriously wrong with that company. A company that makes it so you cannot use something other than their device for something like a cord that they can't seem to ever get right. Something wrong with that company. But the biggest thing about Apple is Steve Jobs. The more you know about Steve Jobs, the less you like him. One of the biggest tyrants of all time and yet revered. I guess if you're a genius, you can get away with anything. But there's a few things that I've wondered about Steve Jobs that I've never seen an answer for. For instance, why did he never have furniture in his house? Never noticed in all the movies about Steve Jobs? He didn't have any furniture in his house. He's always sitting on the floor. Why? Where did this crazy drive to make sure that everything was artistic inside the Apple computer. Where did that come from? Well, if you know the relationship between Steve Jobs and John Lasseter, you begin to see the answer because here's two guys that could not be further from each other. You have Steve Jobs who is driven and is, is calling um, uh, Hewlett, Mr. Hewlett from Hewlett Packard at, at some point saying, hey, do you have any like extra spare computer parts that like you guys don't need? Yeah. He calls him at home, Mr. H in HP and gets him to ship over some extra computer parts so he can make his Apple. Guy driven, a guy who has vision beat beyond anyone's understanding. And then the guy who's a little dumpy in the Hawaiian shirt, who is just chilling and living the dream. Back in the early 80s, John Lasseter is a lot like me, and I think, I think a lot like many Americans that see or saw Walt Disney as the greatest American to ever live. Walt Disney was so great in his vision. It, it almost doesn't matter who he was. It's the vision that he had. And I don't mean the, I don't mean the movies or the parks. I mean 
the kindness, the joy, the happiness, the, the, the magic that he created. Nobody's done that. Imagine a world without Walt Disney. Imagine an America without the influence of Walt Disney starting in the 1930s, without Mickey Mouse, without Disneyland, Disney World, without Mary Poppins. What would the world be like without the influence of those in Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid? Those are universally beloved. And so much of our childhood. John Lasseter loved the magic as much as I did and had my dream job. He just swept the streets of Tomorrowland. He went to work for Disneyland in the 1970s and 1980s and uh, he swept the streets of Tomorrowland and then eventually got to be one of the guys who was a cruise director, uh, you know, ran the cruise ships uh, on the Jungle Cruise, which a lot of famous people started that. Robin Williams um, did that. Can you imagine going on the Jungle Cruise with a young Robin Williams? Kevin Costner, who never really seemed funny, um, but I guess could do the Jungle Cruise really well, worked the Jungle Cruise, and so did John Lasseter. Walt Disney saw that particular job as the gateway into something bigger. If you could do the Jungle Cruise, and he was caught on the Jungle Cruise a lot, he would go, imagine doing your job where you're trying to make it exciting and you can ad lib and make it your own, and you see Walt Disney sitting there. Well, that's where John Lasseter was discovered, in the Jungle Cruise. He had gone to CalArts, um, an artistic uh, school that CalArts was started by Walt Disney uh, and had, had, had won all kinds of student Academy Awards at CalArts. And he would get together and they would watch the 16 millimeter prints of all of the Disney films. And they would just sit there and, and marvel at the magic of the old Disney, not what was currently being created, the Black Cauldron and all of those missteps. At the time, Disney, I remember 1983 maybe, there was rumors that Disney was going out of business and I was poor and I just wanted to buy one share of Disney stock. and I couldn't afford it, but I just wanted to just buy it as my personal, I'm rooting for you guys. John Lasseter was kind of the same guy. He, he learned at CalArts, not just how to be a animator or a cartoonist. He also learned the, how to be a good storyteller. He was, he was honing his his uh, skills while at school learning to be a cartoonist on the Jungle Cruise. How do I tell a good story? How do I use deadpan humor? How do I pace this story? And he gained confidence 
of telling a story in front of a crowd, this would pay off big time for him in the future, but not at Disney. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Uh, 727 Beck is our phone number. We are only a few days away from the most important vote in Douche Hall of Fame history. Oh my gosh, can um, you imagine? The inauguration of Barack mm. Obama into the Douche Hall of Fame. Just 119 hours away. Oh my gosh. Is that right? That's not, it's not 119 hours. Yeah, 119 hours. It's Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah, right. I was thinking it was Friday. And right. it won't happen Friday because we're it not It is Friday, Friday, just not the vote. Okay, yeah, the, the actual inauguration is Friday. The vote is Monday, right. so it's 119 hours. I mean, we'll give Trump his moment in the sun for the inauguration, mm-hmm. and then the real, the real business of this country starts with the Douche Hall of Fame induction <laughs> of Barack Obama. Or maybe not. Who knows? Jeffy, you made a, a pretty oh. brash statement earlier saying he's definitely oh, going to get in, that he's, he's going to get 100%. No. There's no, no reason in. to believe that at this point. I believe, I believe the, the race... Is whether he gets 100%. I know, but you're, you're assuming too much. Oh, you know what? It's gosh, like, hey, Hillary Clinton's going to win. I just matter by how many votes. And what happened? Donald mm. Trump's our president. You're talking about a man with a 60% approval rating. Right. Maybe the he may only get 40% of Barack the vote. Barack Obama does not make it into the douche hall of fame, I'll set myself on fire. <laughs> oh my As God. a protest? You just guaranteed I will set myself I mean, 3% of the vote. <laughs> Don't even say that because... <laughs> I can tell you where I'm voting right now. Uh, I can guarantee you that. I'm saying no. No, he's a great guy. Great president. So much much for that 100%. (laughs) Uh, Well, we have prepared. um, Well, and when I say we, it was actually Marissa did the entire thing. But we have now prepared uh, a bunch of clips to remind you, and we need multiple days to do this, to remind you of the douche Hall of Fame resume of one Barack Obama. You may have forgotten some of these things because it's been an eight-year period, uh, the last year of which you really haven't focused on it at all. I mean, he's really... Been, he's been able to skate scot-free for the past year, basically. Um, let's start off with uh, one of his most famous things. Um, uh, it was really a theme of the 2012 election. Uh, uh, here's Barack Obama with a classic about business. It's a good one. If you've been successful, you, don't, you didn't get there on your own. Oh, my gosh. It just takes a, the, you, the you beginning. You didn't get there on your own. I, I'm always the, struck by people who think, well, it must be because I was just so smart. There are like a lot name of smart people out describe. there. It must be because I worked harder than everybody else. Let me tell you something. There are a whole bunch of hard-working people out there. Out there. That might be true. Correct. It's a good game but show for the world If you were successful, somebody along the line... Name that live. ...gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Shut up. Somebody helped to create <laughs> this unbelievable American system that we had that allowed you to thrive. How long is this clip? Somebody invested in long. roads and bridges. If you got a business, roads and bridges. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Somebody else I love that. made that's that awesome. happen. Oh my gosh, that's oh. agonizing. The didn't get invented on its own. No, Al Gore did it, right? Al Gore invented the internet. He took the initiative <laughs> when he was a member of Congress and he invented the internet. Uh, so. That's what happened there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Al Gore did build, build that. It's a pretty incredible uh, clip. I mean, that's an unbelievable. Oh, God, the anger just has been renewed. Thank wow, you. Wow, that's quick. Uh, I <laughs> think I know you. where Pat's going. 30 second clip. Um, oh the interesting thing gosh. about that uh, is I mean, obviously, the, the obvious <sighs> ones were, that everyone was upset about. Watching it again, though, after all this time, one thing that strikes me is that even if you believe his argument, 
that you say, well, you know, uh, a business owner, you didn't build that. Like, you needed roads and you needed, like, other people. Well, everyone else in society has access to roads, too. Right. So why does one right. person have the business and, right. and that other person doesn't? Right. Um, probably did have to do something to do with them well, it's building it. It's a false premise he sets every yeah. single time. Like, you might be smart, but there's a lot of smart people. Uh, you might work hard, but a lot of people work hard. Well, yeah, but put those two things together and add maybe ingenuity, maybe add ambition, maybe add drive, and you might have a reason for why that person is doing better than another smart person right. or another hardworking person who might be but stupid. Right. I mean, there's just a lot of people who just go along and, and get along, and that's fine if that's what they want to do. They, they're a plumber, and that's what they want to be, and that's what they want to do. Yeah. But some people want to start a plumbing business and then and then franchise it and then grow and then become, you know, the Ben Franklin plumbing company or whatever the crappy place we use. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, this is there are choices you make in your life and there's trade offs you make in your life. There are right. like there's a guy I know uh, friends with who is uh, who runs an international business and the man is never home. I mean, the guy is in Dubai and Shanghai and all over the Middle East, all over Asia constantly for weeks at a time now the guy makes a lot of freaking money okay uh and he's got a lot of nice stuff because of it um and he's got a great family and it's he's got a lot of things that are great but he sacrifices but there's some sacrifices a lot you make. to yeah. get it yeah yeah and you know what it's a well, sacrifice i'm not willing to make glenn i'm not is, willing to go to asia for three weeks glenn has talked about it a lot of times yeah he makes a lot of money yeah. and he makes more money than we do obviously and he owns this company and we don't but he was willing to sacrifice certain things that I wasn't willing to um, in the beginning. And so he did that. Mm -hmm. And now he has, the, he, things have paid off for him yep. for doing that. Yeah, that's great. And that's great. And we're where we are because we did certain things that other people didn't do. Uh, and they're where they are because they did things we didn't do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's just, it, it's just bull crap to say, that somebody else got you where they where you are because there's a free way to get there. It's the dumbest, yeah. most simplistic, sophomoric argument I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's like um, you know, on the other side of that, you have the people who go overseas and work their asses off and make lots and lots of money. Like there's other people who I you know I have another friend who works a very very much a nine to five job. Um, and they do fine. They mm -hmm. have what they need. Mm -hmm. They're happy with that. They come home, and they are completely turned off from their job. When they leave Friday at you know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock, until they get back there at 9 o'clock on Monday, they don't even have to think about their and, work. You know, I that can't would be even nice, but we mentally can't do that. relate to that work. Well, there's not a it's chance. Not, it's I like, know. It's so much a part of every minute of every day. It sure is. And, and like, but that sure doesn't. Is. I mean, you know, it's not a. Uh, it's just not a bad or a good thing. I it mean, just it's just, is. It's, it's all about personal choices. It's just what it's just what we do. Yeah. And when we leave here, uh, the day's not done for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like Never. I go home and I'm. Uh, you know, I get to just forget it and turn it all off. Never. We're writing things. We're planning things. We're preparing things for the next day. The next. Week the next month. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's the way for all of us, with the exception of Jeffy, who doesn't even work when he's here. Right. But outside of that, so let me ask you a question. <laughs> but, but aside from you know yes. that, mm -hmm. there's six more clips. You think we make it through before no. the end of the show? Well, there's well, no, I want to make one, no more one more point on this one. 
Uh, he brushes this off. Oh, you're smart. Well, there's a lot of smart people. Well, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you, you know, uh, work hard. hard worker. There's a lot of hard workers. Combine those two things, and I will give you one more that I think you probably need to include, which is health. Combine those three things. 99.9% of people are able to get through our life, uh, get through life in this country in a, a moderately comfortable manner because sure. of those three things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're sick, that could derail it. If you're an idiot, Jeff, that can derail it. If you're not a hard worker, it can definitely derail it. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. It doesn't mean you're going to own your own business. But, I mean, you can get through life in a comfortable manner in this country because of, of, the, mm-hmm. of capitalism um, b- based on those traits. Some people who aren't hard workers or aren't smart or aren't uh, healthy have issues with that, Jeffy. Um, and I think, uh, but I mean, really, the biggest thing is, because I think even if you have the, the other two, if you have hardworking and healthy, you can make it through the society pretty well. Now, there, look, there are, there are bad circumstances that hit people, um, good people. You know, you know, look, Billy Joel sang songs about it, okay? Um, we all know it could be true. Because um, if you're living there in Allentown, it's, it's hard, hard to keep, to keep a good, good, good man, man down, down. But I won't be getting up today. Um, and you know what? That's the hard work one. Mm-hmm. If you won't be getting up, then you probably—I mean—you need to get out of bed to make this work. But the bottom line is, if you have basic traits in this society, you can usually make your way through it pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not always common in, around the world. Uh, so yes, there, there's a differentiating factor. However, it's not just being smart, healthy. And hardworking that gets you to run your own business, to run a you know uh, your own establishment, mm-hmm. to work you know in in the field that you want to do. It takes, and I will say this is maybe one of the most important parts that differentiates an ability to accept risk. If you are willing to go out on your own and risk everything you have, put your right. ass on the line, yeah. and it works out, well then yeah, you might be able to do that. Most like people Len, aren't, for instance. Most his, people aren't. His one of his mottos is risk big. Risk big, win big. Yeah. Risk big, lose big. And so he, he takes risks, yeah. and he's always done that. And, and so, you know, that is a huge aspect, and a lot of us aren't willing to do that. But Jeffy. Yeah, yes, Jeffy. Uh, there's six more clips. Okay, no, hold on. One, I have two, one more thing three, to say. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next one. Uh, here is uh, Obama talking in Bristol, Virginia. <clears throat> Everybody knows that it makes no sense that... They send a kid to the emergency room mm. for a treatable illness like asthma. Yeah. They end up taking up a hospital bed. Hospital bed. When, if when you, they if just get you just sell a prep if you, early. Early. And and they got, they got some treatment. An inhalator. And, uh, breathalyzer. A breathalyzer. Uh, or an inhalator. inhalator. <laughs> Not a breathalyzer. <laughs> Not a breathalyzer. Or an inhalator. I haven't had much sleep in the last 48 hours. It's, so. uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the old inhalator. I love that. <laughs> it's a classic. A breathalyzer. If you just test it for alcohol and uh, no, <laughs> in- inhalator, which <laughs> nobody are knows what the hell that is. Classic clips. Maybe an though. inhaler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he talking about an inhaler? I think so. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe if you give him an. I don't know too many people with asthma, especially severe asthma, that don't have an inhaler. They already have an inhaler. Yeah. Uh, and um, still, sometimes they need to go to the hospital. Do they have an annihilator? No. 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 They cannot. They, do they don't have, have a defibrillator. No. They don't have uh, any of that stuff. So uh, then he uh, he visited more states than you could possibly imagine. Because, you know, it is just it, it, wonderful it, to be it, back it, in Oregon. And over the last 15 Oregon. months, we've traveled mm-hmm. uh, to every corner of the United States. Uh, I've now been in 50 
seven states. <laughs> I think one left to go. Uh, one left to go. Uh, Alaska and Hawaii it. I was not allowed to go to, even though I really wanted to visit, but my <laughs> staff would not uh, Well, then there must it. be 59 states. Yeah. I, I think right. sometimes we forget there's actually, you know, we, we make the joke that there's 57 states. Yeah, but Those are the only states he visited. There's actually 59 because he wasn't no, able to get to Alaska No, he had one more to go and, and then did go. not include oh, so Alaska. It's 60, so it's 60 states, 60 states. Right. Now, of course, he, you know, I mean, I don't, I, you know what? I'm going to give him a justification on that one. Uh, let's go to uh, this is, uh, I guess, uh, he's oh, walking brother. to the helicopter and oh. he's got a Marine in front of him, and this, this happens. Mm. I know. Oh, this is the salute. The no salute. No, no salute. He just walks by the Marine. I yeah. I think he comes back, though, doesn't he? Because they holler at him inside. Yeah, inside a little bit. They holler, yeah, he, they hollered at him inside. Oh. Uh, yeah. He remembered once he got in. Still didn't salute him, though. his hand, yeah. Still didn't. I mean, it's not. It you know, is still. This is That's not one of his more horrible. egregious uh, errors. I mean, it's not good, but uh, how about, uh, it, when, you know, sometimes it rains. Uh, when it mm -hmm. rains, it pours, and uh, this is what he does when it rains. Uh, I am going to go ahead and ask folks, why don't, you, why don't we get a couple of uh, Marines? They're going to look good next to us, just because I, uh, uh, I want to. I've got to change his suits, but I don't know about uh, uh, our, prime, uh, our prime minister. Mm -hmm. uh, there we go. That's uh, good. I'm, you guys, I'm sorry about that. Is, that is weird that you have a Marine do that. Uh, can't, can't well, either. to him, that's what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He. And, had, I remember at that time, one of the, uh, one of the memes that were were going around was the time that President Reagan was speaking in the rain, holding his umbrella, and of course Barack has the Marines holding his, and it was you know mm -hmm. a real president, our president. Yeah. Uh, he also had some special skills though that. Yeah, it's some, true. Some of which we wasn't all about. bad. Wasn't, wasn't all, all bad. bad. Like like this one. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. Oh, my God. He sees dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're seeing the fallen heroes in the audience. You know, uh, you Brock. saw many of them there uh, today. No, I don't think so. so that's pretty uh, amazing. Um, he, Stand he, up, Chuck. Oh, that was that was Joe. And we yeah. got, we've started here with so, mostly the sort of funny moments uh, from uh, his presidency, where he did stupid <laughs> things. I mean, the, the, you didn't build that as a different story. Um, and maybe tomorrow we can get into you know the uh, the, the comments he made, the lies about health care, yeah. uh, the lies, of, you know, like you know, the, you want to keep, you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Right. There's montages we play to that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can get into as far as content goes. These are sort of on the more funny side, or or at least bizarre side. Well, the uh, one serious one we started out with, and we, we yeah. took us 10 minutes to get through it. So. Right, yeah. so we can't have too many of them. <laughs> There's <laughs> another serious one, though. I mean, this is a serious breach of protocol. Pro breach yes. of protocol, yes, this I would say. It's not, it's not what I would, you know, like, me, my issues with Barack Obama was not his breaching of protocol. It was that he was a, an ideologue of a right. terrible oh, sort. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, and, and, and also, dis, you know, dis, uh, I mean, he's not even close to the truth, really. I mean, yeah, he's a liar. He's a liar. But because of that, I mean, he showed no respect out of that. Yeah. Not doing those protocols. No that, respect no, for the country true. or the or the or the office. Yes. Here's uh, another bizarre example of it, and uh, this is him with a Saudi king. 
Golly, man. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why? It's just weird, man. We're a country. We had a. Um, did we actually pass the amendment that says you can't uh, name, uh, you can't bestow uh, titles of royalty? Yes. That's, that's in there, right? I, I was just reading a list of the unpassed amendments uh, recently. Um, but, uh, I mean, think about that. Like, that's how important we say not being a king is or mm-hmm. not, you know, we have gone to the point of saying you can't even name people these things. Mm-hmm. And yet he's going over there bowing to them. Yeah. I mean, that's a bizarre, a bizarre sure moment. Is. Well, later he bowed to the mayor of Tampa. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, Pam Iorio on the tarmac <laughs> at, uh, at, that's at, a, at what McDill. Is that? We like Pam, so that's We okay. do what like Pam. And look, at, and look, they were on the tarmac at McDill Air Force Base. Uh, you, anyone bows to Pam there. I think so. Yeah. I think I think that's, that's protocol. So that one fit protocol. That was actually okay. better, though. Than that's the, better than the Sonic King. King. Uh, uh, all right, more patents stew is coming up in a sec here. Maybe a little more than that. You know, whatever. Hi, it's uh, Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Over there is the uh, leaning tower of goo. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, fat people, uh, Lay's is uh, uh, waddling out there. But you weren't speaking of fat people. You were. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Something happened in my mind there. Uh, Lay's needs a new flavor, and you need a million dollars. So Lay's is created a contest in which you name the flavor. They give you a million dollars. I doubt it's that simple. Still, um, that's a pretty good deal. It's a good price. Remember, Elton John made you create freaking three right. videos for $10,000 to his all-time yeah. classic hit songs. <laughs> Let me get right to work on that. Yeah, no thanks. No. Um, so they're going to give you a million dollars for saying, I like cheese on my, on my chips. <laughs> I'm going to submit right. one. A ribeye. Ribeye steak. Mm. Potato chips. Uh, that's now, that's chance. probably not one that you would... I will say, though, uh, 7-Eleven... Um, has prime rib flavored chips. Uh, they actually do they? have them. Yeah, they're, I've seen them over there, at the one near us. Uh, that was, did we ever do a taste test of those? I don't think so. Maybe I we think did when Pat wasn't here. I think we need to. I yeah, that's a good one. We should do that one day, Marissa. Yeah. One day we can do uh, prime so, rib. rib so they do a bunch of crazy flavors really at good. the 7-Elevens now. Uh, I've noticed this a lot, and this is an interesting trend. I think convenience stores are starting to add their own uh, branded products, and they've always had some of them, yeah. but they're like upscale and yes. crazy. And why like, not? Yeah, and I like it. I mean, it's a positive. Uh, they're never as good as the real name brand, but some of them are pretty good. Now, some of them are pretty good, and I, and I like they I like the They had an ice cream flavor that I was hooked on for three or four days until I started vomiting after having it. Um, but it was. Uh, I can't so you should, have stopped, you should have stopped after the second day or yeah. the third day? I know. Uh, but I couldn't because it was delicious. But it just didn't agree with me. But it was uh, it was really good. And now it's gone. So I, I uh, yeah, it was making people throw up after four days. <laughs> right. Anyway. Maybe that's why. <laughs> um, so, so quickly on this, I think this is interesting. So do we have do we have an unfair advantage here? And we always look for unfair advantages. It's a very positive thing. Um, here's the thing: there a million dollars goes to uh, the winner. Um, f- uh, semifinalists get ten thousand. Runner-ups will get fifty thousand. And then the winners get a million. Nice. It's done by fan votes. Now, we come out here, we start talking about this on the show. We're talking about it on a radio show. I mean, we get the votes. Maybe we mentioned it on Jeffy's stupid 
you know, thing he does on the weekends you or whatever. The most listened to weekly nah. radio broadcast on the Blaze Radio Networks, too. Is that the show you referred to? It's interesting <laughs> you've memorized that exact wording and you spout it every single time you bring that stat up. Um, but I mean, what, if we. If, we if you listen carefully, there's a whole a lot bunch of qualifiers. Of qualifiers yeah, there. a lot of qualifiers. A whole bunch there. of qualifiers. Um, but I mean, if we were to do that, we submit the flavor, get it into the semifinals, and then just pound it on the air for a few months. Number one in America with one-legged midgets. You will to listen on Thursdays. <laughs> so I don't know. I think there's something to that. Is there anything? Yeah, there is something to that. Do you think uh, like uh, Porter? Vote for Porterhouse. Ribeye. Huh? Oh, ribeye. Ribeye rib is rib good. Um, lobster mac and cheese potato chips. <clears throat> That's an interesting oh, one. I think they mm. did do. They, I think they did a mac and cheese though. Are we naming? They? No. Are we naming? Do they have a chip that we have to name, or are we supposed no, to? No, we are naming. We're, no, we're suggesting coming up with a flavor. Flavor. Okay. Yeah, so. um, I feel like there's something in the, uh, in the salt, sweet, sweet and salty vibe that you need to you need to attack. Um, you know, like a, you know, a, I was thinking like almost like a, cha- a caramel cheese corn, like, like a, yeah, yeah, salted up, caramel or something. Or something. Like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um, something mm-hmm. that could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like cheese should be a part of it. Uh, chips and queso, cinnamon bun flavor, potato um, chips. Cinnamon oh. bun's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, the the cheese, I like some- that. The caramel cashew chip. Oh, I like that. Yeah, anything for cashews are inter- an interesting little uh, flavor there to add to that as well. Anything you got, uh, Jeffy? Uh, you think off the top of your head? Uh, spoon flavor. I was gonna say milk probably was the flavor. Uh, Eighteen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just ice cream is fine. Any flavor. Of Any flavor of, flavor of ice cream. An ice cream oh, chip. Oh, Chocolate yeah. ice cream potato chips. I don't know. Strawberry flavored. Although, I mean, I will say chips, like, with ice cream could be something that's kind of delicious. Sometimes. You know? Yeah. Um, Sometimes. You know, I don't know, like, um, there's, uh, like, our... Uh, on the side, I don't like them crunkled up on top of the ice cream. It's tough to get through the ice cream. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, let's move on from Jeffy's commentary on this particular issue. Uh, ben Franklin, uh, my favorite founding father, the best founding father. Uh, in my particular opinion, um, hated the letter C. You know why? He was smart. C is dumb. Okay, C is a dumb letter. Um, <laughs> S and K already make the sounds, so you don't mm-hmm. need C. Um, and actually, this is a bit, bit, big Ben Franklin push. He did not like the letter C, wanted to eliminate it from the alphabet and just replace it with S and K, which is what, of course, it should be. Um, <laughs> have you ever go back and read Adam That's Smith uh, at all, Pat? I mean, it's probably been a long time since you have, um, because, you know, why would you? Um, but I, I, I was reading something from Adam Smith, and you go back and you look at the actual way they wrote it, and I can't remember. I think it's the mm-hmm. S. Every S is replaced like with an F. F. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. It is. Um, and it's so weird to read, but it's throughout all of his writings, and obviously a lot of the writings of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird. They also wanted to get rid of J, Q, W, X, and Y. I think these are all good choices. And he wanted to come up with new letters as well, proposed uh, six new letters, including one. I think this is brilliant. That replaces the shh sound. Wouldn't that be bit great? You have to write SH. Hmm. You just yeah. put one letter in there, and it probably just, you get the shh. This is an innovative. How would you, this is why it was so awesome. If, if you took out the letter C, how would you say a word like chip? You would what, s- how would you spell that? With an S? S-H-I-P? That's ship, then. You, uh, you wouldn't do it with a K, because that's kip. Uh, so how would you how would you do that? Well, you have a new you you have no chips. You, you have a new letter he proposed that makes the sh sound. That makes the sh or the ch sound. Well, you need to, well, six of them. So I guess one of them would be the ch sound. Okay. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just making it up. But I feel like, look. I'm mean, like this guy thought this stuff out. We're giving you a little thing in a little, couple seconds. I don't know all the details. Jeez. <laughs> 
Okay. And uh, also... Uh, this is why he's not my favorite founding father. It wouldn't make any sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> the guy, like, invented electricity. Um, what else you got, Pat? Uh, well, we the Lincoln administration minute. turned down a chance to populate the United States with elephants. Um, because apparently they thought that people would be more effective than elephants in most cases. and But they weren't considering uh, Jeffy. As with the founders, Abraham oh, Lincoln. Oh, we're doing an elephant story. We're going to go to. A, we're doing a fat joke. That's good. You know, actually, they were ahead of their time because now uh, uh-huh. there's a researcher at the Huntsman Cancer Institute that's using elephant proteins to kill cancer cells in humans. Really? Oh my gosh! How, has, have they called you? Is your phone stopped ringing? Yeah, well, I mean, big. how do you think I'm aware of what they're doing? I mean, can you think about it? Like the terrible life he is, he has lived, and what why he's is done there to a him? strength and honor sign? But what, what the hell is that? What? Is that a misprint? What is, what is that? There you go. That's much okay. better. All right. Um, and uh, and I, by the way, that's a, as deep as you should go into compliments for Jeffy. <clears throat> that he's athletically overweight. You should mm-hmm. never go any deeper <laughs> into a compliment. Um, I think uh, when you talk about um, elephant proteins uh, and Jeffy, uh-huh. um, the reason why people bring that up is because you're over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't sure what was inferred there, but thank you for clarifying, Stu. Stu is really good at, at clarifying right, things yeah, no, for thank you, you Jeffy. Thank you for letting me know. And because you're too stupid to, to get the joke. So a lot no, of times he, he really helpfully, it, you know? he really helpfully tries sure. to. I mean, look, I'm you deserve sure this today. You deserve this today. And the reason is you came in here yesterday with free cookies for us. Mm-hmm. And you said, hey, try these s'mores cookies. And now we find out there's a whole uh, other version, version of them that you didn't bring in. No, milk. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Right. Sorry. Pardon me. And then you wonder. And then you freaking wonder why. <laughs> this one little and thing. The thing is, it's not even a mistake. <laughs> the thing he brought is, us neither free did food. you. <laughs> he brought us free food. He didn't neither even did make you. a mistake, and we torture him all day over it. I know. Uh, you I deserve worse. 888 beck is a phone number. We come back and eat the other kind of s'mores that Jeffy, for some reason, didn't give us for free uh, yesterday. Uh, no. I'm sorry, I was uh, busy helping cure cancer. Uh, <laughs> with my elephant cells. Spoons is next. Spoons. No. No. It's wrong. This is absolutely wrong. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, lies you know, going on in this country. Yeah, there's some. I mean, we were duped yesterday into believing that there was an official Girl Scout cookie that was a s'more cookie, and uh, uh, how's that? Is that better? <laughs> and we were wrong. It Here's wasn't the secondary a one: uh, Girl Scout s'mores. Um, and uh, they they look much more like I would expect out of a Girl Scout s'mores cookie. If you kind of see the format they're going with, uh, you got. Uh, yeah, open this puppy up for you. You know, as, I, the hood. as you do that, uh, I'm reminded that it looks like that's not. Mm-hmm. There's it's not a new package of cookies. You know, it's interesting you point that out, Jeffy. Uh, this is a well, there's one cookie left in this container. Because they Marissa, like the that? producer, decided to eat, eat the, the rest of them. Now you would think, all right, Jeffy. Now, right, you think it was Jeffy. You, uh, in no. this particular case, for the first time ever, be wrong. Right. This is, well, this is the first time ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Marissa ate all of them by herself, apparently, uh, on the walk from the studio to this room. Come on now. Um, it's fairly offensive. Now, these, 
These smell better than they did yesterday. Yeah, and, and they, yeah. I mean, and I would guess because there looks to be a lot more marshmallow flavoring. Uh, you know what it is too. I'm just, I was just reading about them here about the two different, the two different mm-hmm. kinds, and it looks like they needed two manufacturers to mm-hmm. meet the demand. So the bakery said, "Well, we'll make our own kind." Hmm. Um, hmm. No. Well, you, no. Do it. Do it. I don't know which one. I mean, again, these aren't great. I mean, I. Mm-mm. How about mm. neither? Yeah, I mean, mm. I mean, it's pretty good. It's okay. probably better than. I don't know. The issue here is you got. Here's the, j- j- the separation. You're getting like an Oreo type cream filling in the middle mm-hmm. of these, um, where with the other ones you're getting a, a real chocolate coating. I think I'd lean chocolate coating, honestly. Um, I want to taste the different kinds of individually taste the kinds of uh, uh, filling. Well. That's a good idea. That's a really <clears throat> except the you cookies. get a marshmallow flavor from that. I'm not even sure what kind of flavor that is. Yeah, it almost has like a, like a liqueur flavor. Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah. I will say, though, that the cookies that, uh, you know, when they come in the vanilla wrap outside like that, they soak up the milk good. Oh, good gosh. I hate you. Why? I mean, I, I hate mean, why, what is the deal with that? Why? I just wanted to stop. Yeah. What is that? I don't care what causes it. I don't, I don't care why it happens. I want it to stop. <laughs> I do, too. I've begged him to stop. I've pleaded with him. And still... <laughs> I mean, Ring around the car. I just want people to know. Look. You try scrubbing. You we're in an amazing soaking. country. Still, you have Jeffy. Pretty we're, good, though. We're in an amazing country. The fact that we have Girl Scout cookies, like Samoa's <laughs> mm-hmm. and Thin Mints, it's mm-hmm. an amazing country. Mm-hmm. If I'm ordering Girl Scout cookies, I'm not ordering either version of S'mores. Um, I give this one an 11 on a 1 to 18 scale. It's an okay cookie. I'm going to give this one a 10. Yeah, that's I think what we gave, gave the same one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I would say it's a, a mediocre sandwich cookie. Yeah, and, uh, it is. You know, I mean, the Graham cookie, I it's would say, is It's also a little good. grainy after you've eaten it. Yeah. That's the all-natural, right? I think, I think they were making a big deal out of Oh, is that what it is? The, uh, the cookies being all-natural. That's dumb. Yeah, just make it delicious. Make it okay? Good. Just make it <laughs> delicious, which they kind of failed at. So Yeah, I'd rework these for I'm going to say no on this. No, thank you.